Welcome into Jets Nation Radio. I'm Angus Hout. Got Sam Brownell with me. How's it going there, Sam? Oh, not so bad. Yeah. Beautiful uh, Sunday. Yeah, it's a beautiful Sunday. It's like zero degrees here in Winnipeg today. I I haven't been outside yet today, if I'm being I, honest. So I haven't I been outside either. I just look at the weather and I, I'm just like an old <laughs> farmer. And it's like, yeah, look at the weather, guys. It's just gray like always in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so those Jets, they're pretty good, eh? The Jets are looking like a good hockey team. You yeah. got to give it to them. We really do. Through 26 games, it doesn't feel like it's much of a fluke. Like this team has earned top spot in the Central Division. They're points percentage-wise, best in the West. They're fourth in the NHL, again, points percentage-wise. They're a good team to watch. I could listen to those stats all day. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. just keep repeating them to me. It's it, fantastic. It'd be fantastic if I could figure out how to make this into a giant looping audio gif. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> playing it over and over and over again. Yeah. So, but we've been here before. We've done this song and dance. So we did that in 2019, where this team looked like they're unstoppable for the first half of the year. So, What's what's the difference between this year and the last time the Jets were on top of the world? I I don't I you know what is actually one difference to me. So every time the Jets are like this, their goal difference seems to be super close. Or they're or they have like they've played three or four more games than everyone else. So like the point percentage just isn't quite there. Or that goal difference isn't quite there right now. The jets are the last time I checked, they were tied for third best goal difference in the NHL only behind Boston and uh, New Jersey. And their point percentage is, is just up there. They're playing really good hockey games. They're winning hockey games and that's all that matters right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you sent it to me yesterday and it was all over jet social media it was the jets are points percentage wise, uh, like percentage wise, uh, the best team to make the playoff, uh, to win the Stanley cup right now. And like second percent best percent, uh, go to the playoffs. Yeah. All those advanced stats that always piss me off. Cause they have the jets, like not doing anything are finally <laughs> looking in the jets favor. So moneypuck.com right now is the jets, uh, I'll pull up the actual numbers quickly, but it's like 10.2% or something to win the cup, which is the best odds out of any team in the league. So they have Jet, yeah, Jets at 10.2. Next is New Jersey at 9.2, and then Boston at 8.4. I don't get the Boston at 8.4. Like they look so good, but mm-hmm. we'll take it. Uh, whatever the confusing advanced stats say, this one time we'll listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> and when when they favor us, we'll we'll accept it. <laughs> oh yeah, huge analytics guys. Once the oh, yeah. starts start to go oh, in the yeah. direction, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just like it, it is a little bit bewildering that Boston isn't in like the best percentage. Like I know they I, lost like a, uh, you would think they they have the best percentage to make the playoffs by like half like a like point two or something. Yeah, tiny. But oh. I would think they'd be far and ahead the highest chance to win the cup. But I mean, also Toronto's catching them. Yeah. Like yeah, Toronto's only a couple points behind them now, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. Like, like Matt Murray for Toronto has really turned it around for those guys. Like he's playing unbelievably minus the game against uh, the flames last night where he barely pulled off a W, but yeah. Whatever. So Toronto's Toronto's only one point back of Boston, but they've played three more games. Yeah. So, so that, that like, 
point percentage wise, they're not right there, but I mean, they're, they're right there essentially. And Boston just lost to uh, Arizona. So they, they did. Suck. It was a bit of a fluky last goal by Arizona. I'd seen the other night. There was a non call. Like yeah. Non icing oh, called. Right. Yeah. So it threw everyone off, whatever Boston can lose every now and then to like one of the worst teams in the league. We lost to 14. Oh, and one at home. Yeah. Yeah. Settle down there. Anyone in Boston who's worried about your team. <laughs> and why are you listening to our podcast? This is a jets podcast. Yeah, what are you doing? You lost <laughs> going on here, but tell your friends about us. Cause uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'd be yeah. huge in Boston. Oh yeah. Massive. Um, Yeah, so, okay, so I'd seen yesterday some folks on Twitter were like, hey, should we trade Ehlers? That's the dumbest. I also was seeing that on uh, good old Jets Twitter, but that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Trading Nick Ehlers, the the Jets instantly become a worse hockey team. I know he's injured right now. I know he's not playing, and people are saying when he gets healthy. And <laughs> so I saw a couple people say, trade Ehlers for a top two defenseman, and then trade some defenseman depth for a top six forward. And it's like, hey, idiots. Who are you going to get? Trading, for you're six- trading a top six, an elite top six forward, nonetheless. Why would you just skip the middleman and try and trade some of those depth pieces for that defenseman? I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I think, I don't know, people are idiots on Twitter. But no, I, I wouldn't even fathom a trade for a Nick Ehlers trade, but trading some of those depth D pieces for a potential top end D wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I mean, you look at the defense right now, Logan Stanley out for, we don't know how long just yet. I haven't heard an update, but um, I mean, sometimes those uh, key defensive pieces that are just waiting for a spot. That's true. It's proving to be beneficial this year. And uh, like going back to the Nick Ehlers thing, it's like I think it would be absolutely foolish for the Jets to trade him. Um, I don't know if Nick Ehlers is necessarily elite. I would put him in the category of Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Sean Monahan, where he's an important piece for your team, but he's not the guy. He's not your elite talent. He's your good talent. Very good talent. I see. I disagree. He's never been given that opportunity because of Paul Maurice. Mm. He never got those top line minutes. He never... Yeah, had really had a chance to prove that he can be. He was never on the top power play, which is absurd. Yes. Even when our power play was horrible, no one could get the puck into the zone. Nick Ehlers can skate the puck into the zone. Yeah, but so, you can see the same it, thing about Monahan and Nuge. I I just I I think it's hard to say Ehlers isn't elite because he's never had the opportunity to consistently prove how good he is. Mm. Uh, And it looked like he was going to get that opportunity this year, and he looked really good in the very few games he played. Um, Three points in two games. You can't disagree with those numbers. And, and I mean, in those two games, he was arguably the Jets' best forward. Yeah. Yeah, and like... And like, I know someone was like, well, look at his defense, his fancy defensive numbers. They're not that great. And it's like, yeah, they're not. But we haven't seen him with good old bones yet. Wait until yeah, I, I just I, I don't know. I think even thinking about trading Ehlers would be a horrible decision for yeah. the Jets. Plus, in the long run, like I know you're in a win now mode. One, I think Ehlers helps with that winning now. But 
this is a guy who loves Winnipeg and who wants to be here his entire career. At least that's what it seems like. You don't just trade that away when you're the Winnipeg Jets, because that's not something you get every day. Well, and you look at the intangibles of what he's done too on the ice, the Jake Evans incident, the fight between him and Gatslav. It's like, who's six foot and going to go fight Gatslav? I'm roughly around the same size. Six foot on skates, Nick Ehlers. He is. That height is a lie. (laughs) He's he's not a big boy, but yet he took on a guy that was 40 pounds heavier than him and minimum four inches taller. Minimum. Yeah. So it was like those intangibles. It's like, who are you going to find in the NHL with a bigger heart than Nick Ehlers? Absolutely. I just, I, I love Nick Ehlers. I think he's got, he looks like he's great in the locker room, great around the community. He's great on the ice. There's, there's no chance a a contender trades that away and he's on a fairly team friendly deal. Yeah. Another $6 million for the next two years after this one. Like it's Nick Ehlers just makes sense on this team. Anyone who says the jets should trade Nick Ehlers has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. No, no, they haven't looked at the overlying numbers. They're like, well, you know, 0.75 points per game. That's not really good. It's like, no, no, no. Have a real look at it. I just, he's an important piece for this team. He, Last year was had the most uh, points per time on ice. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, you got you kind of forget about that shape. too. Like, like, yeah, he okay. He's not scoring as much as Shifley, Connor, Wheeler, but you have to remember that he was playing 15 minutes, and those guys were playing 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, he's got a couple less points, but he's playing six less minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and not not power. Those guys are getting like, I don't know, 90 time. seconds out of every two minutes on the power play. And he's getting that other 30 when you're getting ready to no longer be on the power play. Like it's, yeah, I think one, we need to see what he does when he comes back, but it would be absolutely absurd. Well, could you, could you imagine if this Jets team had another, I don't know, let's say 18 points on it? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. Like, look how good the Jets are playing right now, sans Nick Ehlers. When he comes back, and I, I, like, it's, I know uh, a sports hernia is not going to be the easiest thing to come back from, but, I mean, when he comes back, you're adding a quick playmaking forward on the wing with Connor and Dubois. Yeah. Like. That's not going to be a bad thing. I mean, like. Isimont has been fantastic there being a for like a great for checking forward. But uh, yeah, no, there's going to be a day where it's like, well, we could use those goals a whole lot more than that for checking. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I mean, that's, it would be all we're talking. And just the, the absurdity of talking about that going out and trying to trade depth defensemen for a top six forward when you just gave away a top six. It's, it just makes no yeah, sense. You're jumping through way too many hoops and everyone that knows anything about Kevin Shevel day off knows that guy likes to sit on his hands and wait for the ultimate trade. Like we talked about it this Absolutely. summer, the jets don't lose trades. They, they've missed on a couple, okay, but, but we can say probably 90% of trades. Have yeah. Been... For, the, for the most part, they make good hockey trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's foolish to trade him. And I just wanted to see what your opinion was on it. I had a feeling that you were not going to trade Nikki Ehlers. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, we got the Washington Capitals tonight and Alexander Ovechkin. How many OV goals are an acceptable amount of goals? 
Zero. Zero. You don't want to see him start to catch up to the old Gordy Howes and uh, Gretzky's tonight? I I did before. Not to get political, but his support of Putin has... It's been shocking. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's his Instagram picture is still... Like, his profile picture on Instagram is still him and Putin. Hmm. Almost a year into a war that Putin started. Yeah. So again, not to over politicize it. We're talking sports here, but no, I, I plus as, as fun as it would be to see someone finally break one of Gretzky's unbreakable records. Uh, it's nice having a Canadian sit on top and do you really <laughs> want that Russian flag on top of there. Or do you want every record to have a Canadian flag on top? Yeah. I mean, fair enough. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It is Ovi and Putin. Like dude, profile. make it a picture of your kid or something. Like yeah. you have children or your wife. Like I know he's paying for everything, but like, it's just shocking. But I mean that, uh, that Russian credit card that he's got access to. He's got all the money in the world. He, he really does. That. Yeah, I suppose. And like, listen, I don't want to get into the whole Russia conflict yeah. thing because it's that's out of we're our idiots, territory. And that's not what we're here for. No, we're here for hockey, darn it. And uh, honestly, I I would be stoked to see two OV goals tonight. I know he's getting closer and closer. I just want to see him get it. The guy is the best pure goal scorer in the NHL. I know his allegiance yeah. isn't Oh, great. A- Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you you can't argue that at all. Um, and I mean, just the the length and the consistency he's done this throughout his career is absolutely astounding. Yeah, but yeah, it was even funny hearing Al, uh, uh, Axel Johnson Fialvi, who's become one of my favorite talking points this year. Uh, he was just like, "It's insane! Like I've got one goal in my NHL career, two goals, and to see him getting fifty a year is just insane." <laughs> Well, yeah, it's well, that'll also be fun to watch uh, good old Janssen Fialbi go up against his old team and Brendan Dillon against his old team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I hope we get a fiery Brendan Dillon who's and Nate, Nate Schmidt played there, too. Yes, he did. There's actually yeah. good couple connections there. Yeah. Um, are are the Jets still are the Jets Thrashers franchise still the one that Ovi has the most goals against? Oh, I probably we were for a long time because Atlanta was in their division. Yeah. And they sucked. Yeah. And you could just line them up with uh, the thrashers. I, you know what? I think the NHL just needs to go to this thing where it's like once a team is moved formally, you got to start cutting off uh, some of your numbers. Well, I like that. I like that they've started doing Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg Jets history. Like Shifley joins Wheeler. Howard, Chuck, and Steen is the only Winnipeg Jets players to have 600 points. I like that they've started doing that because we don't care about Atlanta's history. No. Uh, Arizona doesn't care about the original Jets history, even though I'm pretty sure Solani's jersey's up in their rafters, which is hilarious because he never played there. No, but, no, exactly. Uh, but it was, um, what else was there? Um, yeah, it just, it's dumb. But also like Blake Wheeler's, Thrasher points count for his Winnipeg Jets points. So he's just like that weird grandfathered clause in that it's like, yeah, I'll accept. Does he, not, does he not have 600 with the Jets, though? He he probably does, because I think he only played 20 games with the Thrashers in total. Like he was the last season trade deadline trade because he was traded from Boston that last year. 
Oh, okay. Boston won the cup, which I mean We're- is all the reason to win the cup for Wheeler this year to get like that. Could you imagine Winnipeg, Boston playoff, like Stanley Cup final, and Wheeler's just out there to be like, you guys traded me 12 years ago, and now you're going to regret it. I like it. like it. So Winnipeg is currently tied with the Lightning for most OV goals against. He has 50 goals against both clubs. Hurricanes Ooh. are next with 47, Flyers with 46. But, uh, I mean, got to hold him to zero tonight. Yeah. And it can't take sole possession of that. No, no. If I he'll, know he'll that was some... a stat, there's uh, no more OV goals tonight. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, he'll get some more uh, against uh, the Lightning, I'm sure. He plays them a little more often. So Yeah, yeah. Got to hold him to none the few times we see them this year. <laughs> really do, the two times we get to see OV, which is exciting. Like, I like watching OV games just because he just stands there. Just, you know. His, it's just He honestly just, like, powers shots through the goalie yeah because you, you see guys that just like pick corners they can score from anywhere Ovi just like steps into them and and i mean don't get me wrong he is picking corners too but it's not the same as like a the way line a picks a corner it's just i'm gonna shoot this so hard you don't have a chance to stop it yeah yeah where like, it's going in the net just stupid pa- like slap shots from the dot it's it's amazing to watch day in and day out so <laughs> Good for you, Washington, picking up Ovechkin all those years ago. Ah. Oh, wow. I thought I wrote out more questions than this. This is mighty awkward. Oh, oh good times. my good times. goodness. Uh, the Jets are going to be taking on several teams in the next week, which I, I like this schedule because we got Washington tonight, Vegas on Tuesday, Nashville, Vancouver. So, Top heavy, I'd say, to start the week and then, like, very weak to end the week It's as long as the Jets don't uh, play down to their opponents, which is, we haven't seen that much this year for the Jets. I think we've seen two games where they've played down. Columbus and... I'd say the Ducks, one of those Ducks, the first Ducks the, game. The first Ducks game, yeah, when we won 3-2 because Kyle Connor got a hattie that I predicted. Um... <laughs> Did you bet on it? Did you win money? Oh. Doesn't count then. <laughs> yeah, but I looked smart. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think so. Washington tonight. Um, they've won three in a row. Their last three. They've won their last three. The Jets have won their last four. Four. Um, Connor Hellebuck's in net. I think this is a Jets win. Nice. I think it's going to be a a close game. Um, but it's going to be really important for the Jets to stay out of the box. I mean, their power or the penalty kills good. But, I mean, Alex Ovechkin just standing on the wing ripping shots isn't the best thing in the world. So, uh, I think it's going to be like, let's see. Oh, Washington's 20th on the power play. So, not fantastic. But I still think staying out of the box with Ovi on the ice is never a bad idea. Um, Yeah, I I think it'll ultimately come down to how Connor Hellebuck plays. as so many Jets games do, but we're going with the Jets win. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, with Hellebuck in the net, you feel pretty confident about a W going through the, through the night. Like the guy, like Connor Hellebuck to win a heart and a Vesna this year. I don't think he'll get the heart. The heart just goes to whoever has the most points essentially. Yeah. Well, it's cause it's but, based on bad voting, but I mean, unless, unless he's so far in a way, the best goalie in the league, like, 
number one in goals against average, save percentage, shutouts, wins, everything. That's the only way a goalie has a chance at the heart. But he could put together a great season and get some votes. I mean, Shesterkin got second in heart voting last year. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm thinking is there should be, I don't know, like a goaltender winning isn't the worst idea in the world. I mean, Carey Price was the last guy to do it. Was it 2014, 15, something like that? 2015, I think. Yeah, so I mean, it's not impossible for a goalie to do it. I just, I'm looking at the other guys who would be the most outstanding player for every team, and it just, it doesn't compare to Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck is... Robertson's having a hell of a year. But is, um, is he the difference between, like, I understand Robertson scored, like, what, 18, like, he's well over 20 goals at this point. It's actually, no, Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins. He's, I mean, he's just got this, uh, sorry, not Dylan Cousins, Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson, okay, um, I was like, Buffalo. Has helped Buffalo, their resurgence is because of him. If- but, I mean, yeah, just look, he's, so he's fourth in points, one behind Robertson. McDavid's got eight points on everyone, 12 points on anyone not on his team. It's just he's like every year he's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, you got to have McDavid in that conversation. But the Oilers are, well, the Oilers this year, they're just another mediocre team. It's like, that's fantastic. They have the two best players. But in my opinion, I think the Jets are the best team and they would be significantly worse without. Yeah, without- I, I agree. I agree. And if that's what they're going off of, which ultimately it should be what they're going off of, you could argue uh, in that case, and it wouldn't be quite the same because the team sucks, but the Sharks and what Carlson's doing there. Yeah, that's um, fair. He's because, like, he's no one's even close to him on their team in points, are they? I don't think so. Like, Eric Carlson's like basically playing for a, like, he, yeah. He's unbelievable. This year. They're so bad. <laughs> so terrible. They're so bad. So, I mean, like, yes, we could probably argue that it's a competition between McDaddy, Hellebuck, and Carlson. So Carlson has 12 more points than anyone else on his team as a defenseman. Stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's probably pissed that Bernie. That was bad out. math. It's eight points. Eight ma- okay. That's why we're in radio. We don't do math. Uh, that, that was bad math. But still, <laughs> eight points up on anyone else on your team is uh is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least with the Jets, like everybody's within, you know, three to five points for the top. I guess eight points at the most with the top players. But um yeah, I don't know. Like if I know they're not gonna give me a vote for it, but honestly, my my vote would be going straight to Connor Hellebuck. I know it sounds like a homer answer, but I don't see anyone being legitimately He's, the difference maker on another team. I I agree. And like now the Jets are starting to play better, but Connor Hellebuck held the Jets in the conversation while they weren't playing their best. Yeah. Well, even the other night, uh, Florida managed 40 shots. Uh, Chicago had a good couple of chances. St. Louis could have won that game. Like the last Hellebuck wasn't oh, in sorry, against my Chicago. Bad. Uh, my bad about Chicago. Uh, David Riddich held us in. And he he played well. Yes. And everyone who's been shitting on him owes him an apology just for that game. Except for friggin' Oilers fans showing up in our uh, in our feeds these days, just running their mouths on poor David Riddich. Really? Yeah, really, really. I'm going to fly out to Edmonton. I'm going to have to just start fighting folks on White Ave because I cannot handle this discrimination against David Riddich. 
I'm just I'm curious who's who's Edmonton's goalie. Uh, this guy by the name of Jack Campbell with an 884 save percentage and I believe like a 321 goals against. We're just gonna look up. We're gonna compare Riddich's stats to Jack Campbell's. Yeah. Oh, look, okay. Jack Campbell also signed like a five million dollar deal too for the next four years. So R.I.P. Edmonton and your clowns. It would be great if uh, this worked. Let's try this again. Goalies. Here we go. Okay. Let's go in. Uh... This is great content. This is great content. This is awesome. <laughs> okay, let's um, let's move on. Okay, yeah. Um, um, man, okay, if you could offer one apology to a Jets player that uh, did not have a great year last year, who would you apologize to? Because you may have said something negative about them. Oh, that's a good one. Probably Shifley and Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I actually like wrote a full article on that. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty safe safe one like they've they've both had a resurgence um i don't know yeah because i mean like i think everyone more or less gave it everything they could last year it just was a bad year and Connor hellebuck like uh shashurkin this year yeah he played great good but he didn't play phenomenal so that was the difference for the jets last year it was the big one but uh yeah Connor hellebuck Big beauty. And yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You got to apologize to both Wheeler and uh, Shifley for, you know, everyone trying to run them out of town at the end of last season. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I got it up. So yes, David Riddich has played less games. So that, that does make a big difference when it comes to goaltending stats. He's played uh, about half the minutes that Jack Campbell has played. So Jack Campbell... Uh, currently has an 872 save percentage terrible and a 412 goals oh against my goodness average. i was short on both of those david riddich has an 893 so about 0.02 better and a 272 and so like, a goal and a half better yeah uh, and really those numbers should be way better like that carolina game where the jets dropped it in the last five minutes for big save dave well you know, there should be a shutout on that list and maybe you bring that whole number down by a full, like you bring like, those numbers down. Well, I mean, that's almost a full goal. He's only played what? Five games, five games. Yep. Five games. Okay. And that was three goals, three goals. Yeah. So, so you, it's, your goals against average is coming down by almost one. Yeah. And like go back and watch those goals against in the final five minutes of that Carolina game. I can guarantee you're not going to be blaming David Riddich on two of those three. Probably three of those three. So let's calm down Edmonton fans with the David Riddich. Yeah. Because geez. he's there. Making, making league men for one year is better than your five by five goalie stat wise. Yeah. Oh, unbelievably so much better. I can't wait till we get Oilers Nation. And, and I'm not saying I'd rather have David Riddich than Jack Campbell. It's straight up. Not saying that. But for the <laughs> price. When the price comes down to it. But yeah, no, I can't wait till we get Edmonton at the end of the month. Like Oilers Nation, I have been saving some. <laughs> I've got some memes made. Like we are ready for it. We're all out war. Oh, God. Yeah, you think like. Uh, yeah. I might want to separate myself from that. No, no, no. It's not like they're paying us. True. This is true. <laughs>
I mean, they pay me a little bit, but they don't pay me much. Uh, we're we're in like the ECHL of uh, hockey podcasts. <laughs> we'll make it up to the big leagues one day, Sam. I promise. Oh, you. we're grinding. We're, we're on the grinding. grind. Yeah, we'll get up there. We'll get up to our AHL contracts one of these yeah. days. Someone will take us seriously. I hope. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um you got anything else to talk about today there sam like i i'm I'm, i can't talk much about this team they're just too good Uh, yeah it's uh, it's fun watching jets hockey yeah like excited for all the games it's fantastic it is and i mean like manalainen's out which is just a heartbreaker that's that one's tough yeah he was playing really well stanley was looking good in the game and and a couple shifts since he had come back but sandberg's coming back in and i mean he's just a a reliable defenseman. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is remember when we were talking about, Oh, this team doesn't have depth. Well, man, Alinen's out who no one expected. And it's like, well, we might get Tony and Otto in for a game, but it's probably going to be Sam Gagne for the next week. Yeah. Which I do. We, we haven't heard a timeline or anything on men Alinen, have we? No, uh, we're still waiting on coach bones to talk about that. I assume we'll probably hear tonight. Scott O'Neill is like, they're out. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I don't know how long. So <laughs> Scott Arneal doing Scott Arneal things. <laughs> Very helpful. But um, I don't know. Like I would guess Stanley's probably gone for another six weeks bare minimum. Like he looked like he busted something good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. Uh, but six weeks though, he, like he came back for a shift. I know it was only one shift, but. So and maybe he, it was the adrenaline. He felt fine. And then once that kind of went down. Yeah, I would assume they probably took the skate off. If the skate goes back on, like, I don't know what the swelling looks like or what happened there, but uh, good for him for at least showing up. Like, that's a warrior. Absolutely. So, and like, again, you want guys like that, especially come playoff time. It's like, well, he's hurt, but damn it, he's playing through it. Uh, and and Madeline, too, it could be another six weeks without him. And I, I think the Jets are going to miss him more than we realize. I, I agree. He plays a good, hard game of hockey, even though like a, a week or two ago, you said he'd be the one you would take out of the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, I, I, I had seen a couple of slow games from him and then yeah. I, I'm assuming he probably listened to this podcast because he's one of our 32 spot or sub- <laughs> subscribers. Um, I, I, my assumption is he'd probably just, you know, put some effort in. I assume that coach bones talked to him. It was like, Hey man, if you want to be in the lineup, you got to be working your butt off because Sam Gagne doesn't have the talent, but that guy's knocking on the door game in and game out to get in. Absolutely. And I mean, that's that competition is so nice to see when it's not just like, oh, we have this, we're rolling out the same 12 forwards every single game. Yeah. If you have a down game, there's a potential and it could happen to anyone. I mean, guys like the top end guys aren't going to get bumped out of the lineup, but Bones is willing to sit these guys if they are showing lack of effort. Oh, 100%. Like, I I think if we had seen the same play that we saw out of Shifley and Wheeler last year, I bet you we would have seen them sitting in the press box. I don't know about the press box, but I could see them playing like 10 minutes a night. Interesting, interesting. I like that. But I mean, both ways, you know, Rick Bonus isn't taking crap from these guys. He's pushing. Absolutely. So, yeah, like we. And, he, and he's got guys playing at their top level. Yeah. And it, it, it's weird because like, that's the thing is I remember this team being lines where it's just like, we're not good enough to constantly be scoring where it'd be like, oh yeah, the second line's on it. Oh yeah. Now the first line's on it for three games. It's like, we never got to see consistency and well, 
this is consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And Great then, to see. it is. And going back to our very first question, that's the difference between then and now. Consistency. The consistency. Absolutely. And you know who is looking good? Goal Perfetti. Goal Perfetti. Couple goals I just in the last cut couple him games. from my fantasy team uh, last Sunday like an idiot. I think this might be the last episode of Jets Nation Radio. <laughs> yeah. I went with Nick the Suzuki. The gang's breaking up. Hey, man, I went with Nick Suzuki. It's been looking all right, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I hate myself a little bit. Because, was it, three goals this last week? Two goals this last week? Uh, <laughs> he scored two games in a row, but he's getting lots of points, too. He's getting yeah. assists. And... And, he, and, he, and he's looking smarter every game. Like, that's the thing. Is this guy's going to be so good in, like, three years, and we're already seeing such good production. Second in rookie scoring. Oh, I was just about to look it up. Yeah. You better double check because sometimes I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's still second in rookie scoring at this point. So. Yeah. Like, and I mean, and you look like uh, he's third. Oh, so somebody beat him last night. Um, I don't know why it won't let me scroll over. So Matty Bernier's has, I'm assuming this is points, 21 points. Uh, Mateus Michelli from Arizona is 19 and then Perfetti is 18. Yeah. So, I mean, Perfetti is probably going to catch up again tonight. Yeah, exactly. Or within I the mean, next couple of days. And I mean, like we talked together all summer long, Perfetti was going to be a Calder finalist. And <clears throat> if it ends today, he probably looks like a Calder finalist, not a winner, but a finalist. You would have to assume so. Yeah. He's, uh, and just having the opportunity to, yeah, Michelli got two assists the game against Boston, so that would have put him monster uh, up there. But what was I going to say again? Yeah, okay. You you look at the experience of getting to play consistently on the same line as Shifley and Wheeler, and that's like you've got to be learning a lot from those guys. And I feel like Perfetti is the kind of guy who's going to take do his best to take all of that in and really like take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, he's like taking advantage of so many, like the, the goal that he got on Friday night against Chicago, where Morrissey with his magical spinorama that he's been pulling off all season long, just gets it out to him and just in the back of the net. Like he that was a solid shot. He does. Yeah. That was, that was a nice shot and a great pinch by Morrissey as well to keep that puck in and, and find Perfetti open there. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, man, I genuinely wish this team was in New York right now because everyone would be talking about how good these Jets are. I like I like not having anyone talk about it. That is true. I enjoy, this- I enjoy being an under the radar and guy. And obviously, like people are starting to talk about it, but I'm a big fan of the under the radar. No one expects you to win. And I then mean, you it do- gives us space to be the best podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. I don't even care what anyone else says. This is the best damn Jets podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. So and the I mean, not only that, but the the post-game lives are where it's really at. Fantastic. That's where we yeah. get off the rails. You can take an L there, everyone else who does it post-game lives, because I know there's a couple of you, but uh you guys don't enjoy eggnog and rum like we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much everything I've got. We've been at this for about 35 minutes. So, Sam, thanks so much for talking about the Jets. We'll probably talk again sooner rather than later. Always um, happy to. I, I don't know if I'll be on the 
the post game tonight because I have to work at 5 a.m. tomorrow, but we'll see. Yeah, if you're on, fantastic. If not, we understand why not. Um, Also, we need to find John Scott to talk about the Jets because, boy, oh, boy, his take is looking worse and worse every day. That first game, he was looking real right about it. But after that, John Scott looks like a fool. So if any of you would like are still listening, please, please, please tweet at John Scott. Tell him that he needs to be on this podcast because... The guy's a fool, in my opinion, and I'm willing to call him out if he's on this podcast. And worst comes to worst, I will just Phil Kessel slash him six times to protect myself. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Sam, oh. where can we find you on the internet? Uh, S Brownell12 on Twitter, Sam Brownell Radio on Instagram, and uh, you can listen to me on 730ckdm.com. Yeah, go tune in, in the to, news. Yeah, listen to him at like the top of the hour, some hours. I don't know which hours exactly, but he'll he'll let you know. Um, yeah, just, just <laughs> listen to the station. Yeah. All they, good they, stuff. All great stuff. Uh, you can find me, Angus Hout, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also go check out Jets Nation. Jets Nation at, on, uh, sorry, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And check out JetsNation.ca. That'd be fantastic. Have a great week, friends, and we'll talk to you again soon. Peace and grace.